0: What's good, what's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 94. At the 94 of these joints. 94, 94 of the Splunt Today Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. In this episode, I speak about watching a few movies. Black Panther, Wonder, The Shape of Water, and Fruitvale Station. If you're interested in my take or feedback on any of these movies, stick around. Um, Just a heads up in advance. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen any of those movies. And a shameless plug. In case you'd like to support the Spun podcast and myself, check out the affiliate links page on my website, spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links. There's a bunch of different ways you can help support the podcast there, including the Amazon uh, affiliate link an iTunes affiliate link. You should definitely rate and review the podcast. You can become a patron if you like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a ton of other cool shit on the website, of course, such as my free writing, my short stories, photography, a bunch of stuff. Hit me up on Twitter, at Spun Today, on Instagram, at Spun Today, and let me know what you think of the show. All right, so first let's start off with Black Panther. I'm glad to report that it was not just hype. There was some shade cast on this movie. Saying that it was being overhyped and um, that it was being artificially inflated as, you know, uh, because it was a black movie and all black cast. Mainly, you know, the majority, vast majority, I think there was like one white dude in it. Um, But because it was an all black cast that, you know, that's why it was being propped up so much or but if it wasn't for that it wouldn't have been um if it wasn't for that element it wasn't a good movie, etc. And that is complete horseshit. I will say that element did exist. It was like in it in I don't know if empowering is the the right word, but it was it wasn't all black cast. It was a great film it was a movie that African Americans and other minorities were able to be proud of and rally behind and and say, see, look what we can do. And it's a, a major uh, Marvel movie, franchise film. It's going to be intertwined with the Avengers story as Black Panther's character, I believe, is, like, in the comic books and shit. It was a massive, massive box office hit. So it is all that stuff, but the movie was good. It was really good. It was super entertaining. It was, it was, you know, Marvel-level quality. It's, like, top-notch quality when it comes to uh, superhero movies, like, number one. Um, the acting was impeccable. It was funny it was a long movie i think it was like over two hours i want to say maybe close to like two and a half around there maybe 215 220 uh but it was long but it was it it had no like lulling moments it kept you it kept me engaged like the entire time i didn't know shit before of the uh like black panther story what else what else um you know what was really cool that it, it the the movie like garnered a like a a type of viewership reaction like an inclusiveness with people that went to go see the movie because I heard a lot of stories about this and when I actually went to the theater I saw it myself where uh, I saw a couple women that where there was like a family or whatever and a couple of them were like in complete like African garb which was like cool to see you know what I mean it was like a like a pride like mixed into the experience of watching the movie it's kind of like you know, when like sci fi geeks go to see Star Wars and dress as like Darth Vader or some shit, you know? Um, that was like a nice, a nice, uh, element to the movie as well. And what else? I really liked, uh, my man Michael B. Jordan in it. And, um, he's, uh, Wallace from The Wire, who also did, like, he's done a bunch of shit. And he did, um, uh, like, some soap opera or some shit when he was he was younger, like, Days of Our Lives, or, like, one of the, All My Children, like, all one of those, like, soap operas, soap operas, and, um, he did Fruitvale Station, which I'm going to speak about in a, in a bit as well, and, uh, Creed, uh, most recently, and interesting fact, which was also a dope part of, like, watching this movie, is that the director. Ryan Coogler directed Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan. He directed Creed with Michael B. Jordan. And now Black Panther with Michael B. Jordan. And it's like three levels of uh, budget. It was like a very small independent style budget for Fruitvale Station. Then a bunch more for Creed. And then, you know, with Marvel, it's like top of the top budget wise. So as a director, Ryan Coogler definitely flexed his range and his uh, scope of film making ability. So that's pretty cool as well. The movie, I thought the cinematography was cool in terms of like the color, like lots of like different types of color. You know, like a traditional African dress, and there's a lot of like yellows and oranges and greens and blues. The story is basically of a place in Africa called Wakanda and they have this the most rare metal known to man called it's not uranium and it's not adamantium. I feel like it's like a mix of those two words but I can't pronounce it. Unumtanium? Some shit like that. I don't know. But it, they ha- they have like all the supply of this like rare metal, or the vast majority of it, but they have it on the wraps and it's like a secret, and it's something that is used in weaponry. It's used in uh, energy for powering the co- the the country. It's used in technology, and it's like the most advanced technology on the planet. It's used in transportation, et cetera, et cetera. And and Michael B. Jordan plays the son of an ancestor to this place that came to the States. And while, like, betraying his, like, ancestors and and family and stuff from there, from uh, Wakanda. And so Michael B. Jordan always had, like, this, like, resentment type of thing towards this land that uh he felt from his vantage point like took everything from him took his fam took his his father um because black panther wound up killing killing him because which it was black panther's brother um uh, but wound up killing him because he was about to shoot uh his you know like confidant or something like that and he like sold some of the unumtanium, whatever it's called to some people or or gave it away or something like that and that that was like the betrayal to to the nation and But from Michael B Jordan's vantage point, he seeing you know as a kid just witnessing his like dad being killed, and kinda sort of learning the reasoning uh for it through his father's like journals and stuff like that uh when he gets older he builds this resentment towards towards Wakanda and and those in power there and he has vengeance in his heart and i didn't think that warmonger aka michael b jordan was necessarily a bad guy like a bad dude like the the antagonist of the movie even though well I can't say that he definitely was the antagonist but to me he was more misguided because of his upbringing because of how he came up because of his surroundings because of what happened to to his pops and growing up in I don't know it was like South Central LA type of thing type of place and he so he was definitely misguided but he was loyal and had a sense of justice like he was loyal to his father to his father's legacy to to that sense of vengeance he was loyal to that and he had that sense of justice of of wanting to right a wrong and to me he was more of that than he was uh an antagonist that you know just wanted world domination or some shit Um, Just for the sake of like power Before he died He also had this like Epic line at the end of Of the movie which was Something to the effect of Bury me at sea Like my ancestors That knew that death was better than bondage And he told that to the Black Panther When Black Panther asked him You know why don't you like Join me or something like that You know let's join forces Let's do shit together Do good together Or something like that Or Well actually no 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 no, My bad He I'm misremembering that part He Um Was gonna go to jail For his crimes He was gonna like stand trial Or some shit like that Yeah it definitely makes more sense Um I like the Like the banter between Or the relationship between The uh, brother and sister It, it was like uh, Funny That was like the comedic relief In In the movie the sister was cool she was like this like tech geek and made all the technology and weapons she was like the i don't know who the guy's called farm botsworth or something like that that makes all the weapons for 007 she was like that to black panther and happened to be his younger sister um and black panther by the way like the guy uh when he wasn't a superhero is the king of wakanda and interesting, um, like tie-in here, which is, is something that I appreciate uh, of all the Marvel movies, and I don't realize it or notice it as much because I'm not like so entrenched in like the comic book world. But in another movie, I don't remember if it was Avengers or if it was Thor or Captain America or something like that. There's a speech in the UN being given by this African dude, and then there's a there's a bombing and he dies and then the guy's son like runs towards him and um you know cries and stuff like that nothing he can do and then he takes his his father's ring and that was black panther that was the father black panther that killed the father when he was black panther um that killed the the father of or his own brother the father of uh, the warmonger guy played by michael b jordan and then the current black panther that you see in this movie is the one that like ran towards him and you know his son and cried and took his ring and it was always like who is that guy um and now this movie answered that but that's just for me as a, a layman i'm sure those of you that are into the comic books or whatever once you saw that and maybe like the emblem on the ring or or something like gave it away and or you knew the story of black panther you know Um, but I thought that was pretty cool And Lastly Definitely stay, you know, all Marvel movies Have shit after the credits And now they've started The last few movies that I've seen Started doing, like, double Credit ending things Like, they'll play some of the credits and give you another scene And then play the rest of the credits and give you another scene All the way at the end So, stay for both And um something from the first one that stood out a lot to me was black panther's pretty much giving a speech at the UN saying that you know they're no longer going to keep the unobtanium or whatever it's called under wraps and as part of their like secret fucking super advanced culture they are going to share their knowledge and their resources with the world etc um and he starts speaking to uh, coming to that realization because he realized that in times of crisis, wise men build bridges and foolish men build barriers. And I thought that was a really dope line that speaks to, and I'm sure the the writers were conscious of this when putting this uh, scene together. Um, you know, the setting is at the UN and he's saying these uh, powerful words of... Wise men in times of crisis build bridges. Foolish men build barriers. Um, I'm sure they had today's economic climate and political climate in mind. With people like Trump in power that want to build barriers, literal barriers, and build walls and uh, be divisive, etc. And here in the movie, they're showing like one of the most real powerful people in the world that's a fucking superhero and has unlimited potential that the world has never even seen before acting more towards the inclusive building bridges side of things as opposed to saying you know fuck the world and i'm gonna rule this this whole thing i thought that was pretty dope but yeah black panther man if you guys haven't seen it definitely check it out i was debating on on uh you know just waiting for it to come out on dvd or, or download it when there's a good copy or some shit like that but um i definitely appreciate seeing it in the theater it's like it was it was a theater type of movie you know what i mean it was like a i don't know like big action movies and stuff like that i think are really good for the theater not to say that i wouldn't watch it you know on at home or whatever but um but yeah no disappointments no um no issues with uh seeing it at uh the theater so you guys should check it out next up is the movie wonder now it was a movie that i had no intention of in watching uh, my wife wanted to see it i watched it with her it was like her turn to pick or something which for some reason is more often than my picks but but she's a pregnant lady so might as well keep her happy right it's a small thing, folks. <laughs> um, but I actually won the Blake in the movie. It was it was uh, very touching. It was about this uh, little kid that's deformed, uh, facially. He, he had like a hundred facial reconstruction surgeries when when he was born. He's like a I don't know eight nine ten year old in the movie, and it just shows him you know he he was homeschooled uh, for all his life. By his mother, which is played by Julia Roberts, and which I love, by the way, you know what I like her from? My favorite chick flick of all time, that I'm not ashamed to admit, which is um my best friend's wedding. From that movie, like I've always liked thought uh, Julia Roberts it was super dope. Um, but yeah, uh, she's the mother. Owen Wilson is the father. The there's a daughter that's older, and. I don't know her name. And then the little kid, my wife looked it up, and it's played by, you know, he's deformed in the whole movie, you know, his his face and shit, um, which is all makeup and stuff. So I didn't know, like, who it was, but it was the little kid that was in the movie Room that was, like, stuck in the room, kidnapped or whatever. I've spoken about it in the past. I'm sure you guys have seen it. If not, check it out. Really good movie. But it's that, that same kid. It was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And then the voice sounded because it's like narrated, which is, which you guys know I'm a sucker for, in like movies and shows and shit. And uh, once you looked it up, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, it is." I'm mean, the same voice. Anyway, so this kid uh, is transitioning from you know being homeschooled and having this this deformity to going into, I guess elementary school but maybe it was junior high i don't remember exactly maybe i don't know fourth fifth sixth grade um and shows like how rough it was for him it's a it's a touching movie and you like root for the kid the entire time um i what something that i thought was really cool really the the my favorite part of the movie was the fact that it shows different it tells a story from different points of views. So it starts off like with the kid narrating it and, and, you know, shows you the movie, like through, through his eyes, through his point of view. Then it switches to the mother and then the mother's narrating. And she's saying like how she sees shit from like her vantage point, then the father and then the sister, then the best friend. And then you kind of get into these people's worlds where they're all characters that were introduced beforehand and you've seen them, but from the point of view of, like, the little kid or, like, of the mother or, like, whomever, right? And, like, the the older sister has a best friend that is, uh, st- it was always, like, a childhood best friend or whatever. They're in high school now. And she's, like, stop talking to her and she's being a bitch with her and stuff like that. And you're, like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? And then it shows, tells a story from the best friend's point of view and the mother and the father got divorced the mother started like drinking like crazy and she had to like become the mother of the mother type of situation and she like starts like breaking down and crying and and admits like while the story is in her point of view that she has been being a bitch to the best friend because she like envies her life and how she has like a a happy family, and she longs for that, and she she misses when she was part of her family, and now dealing with all the shit, and she's unfairly taking on her friend and stuff like that. So, so you you get you like empathize with each of the characters in in the film because of that choice of telling it from different points of view, and I thought that was pretty cool. So if you're into like a nice heartfelt, well told story, check out Wonder. Next is The Shape of Water. Which, again, was my wife's choice. And this one, I wasn't crazy about it. It, I, I think it fucking won Movie of the Year or some shit. Which I definitely didn't get why it was even, like, nominated. But, I don't know. I like the actors in it. You had a couple guys from, like, HBO shows, like, Boardwalk Empire. Um... Uh I forget his name. Something Rodstein was in it. Like one of the the gangster guys. Uh he played a scientist. Um the guy from also from from Boardwalk that I think he I think was a cop but then turned an FBI agent turned into like the guy that worked for Al Pacino, the Al Pacino fucked up or uh, not Al Pacino Fucking <laughs> say Al Pacino. fucking Al Capone. Um that like religious, weird motherfucker that used to like beat himself. He was in it. And also played a weird religious motherfucker again. Um The awesome actress, um I just looked up her name, Octavia Spencer. She was in Hidden Figure, she was in the help, she was the one that. that made that pie made of shit, and she was like, Eat my shit. <laughs> Um, she was also the mother in Fruitvale Station. Did a great job in that. Um, uh, so the acting acting was really good. the The main protagonist she was a a mute woman that she couldn't speak. She had her like esophagus like clawed out or something, and she couldn't talk, but she could hear and stuff. Um, she communicated with sign language and. It was just... It was a weird time. Like the... Setting of the movie, I guess. And there was some like... Weird science experiment type shit going on. And the FBI... Found this like... Swamp... Thing... Creature... Half man, half fish... Looking thing... In... uh, South America. And... They were trying to... Experiment on it... And... You know, there was different interests, people interested in, you know, gutting him open and seeing what he's made of type of thing. And other people, you know, trying to look at him from a scientific point of view and see, you know, what parallels they can draw to humans, I guess. And uh, this lady, the mute that works there as a cleaning lady in this top secret facility place, um, winds up falling in love with this fish creature thing. And like they get down and then the whole nine they have sex like all types of fucking crazy shit she steals it from the place and takes it home and puts a he can only survive in the water he can only survive out of the water for a limited amount of time and she like puts him in her tub and very unrealistically puts you know winds up putting a like a towel under the door and then letting the water run in her bathroom and then the whole fucking bathroom fills up like a fucking fish tank with water like that would fucking happen and then she's like swimming around with him in there and banging or whatever and um i don't know It, it was it was a weird movie it wasn't if i didn't see it i wouldn't have been upset put it that way i think there were some like undertones of of like a class system and or like racial undertones in that she emphasizes that the creature's being treated as less than, and that's why she has like an affinity towards them because she feels that she's less than because she can't speak, and she makes the argument that if we don't do something uh to help the less fortunate then we're not human because that is the thing that makes us human so like that kind of like her drive it was like noble and cool but besides that and you know having good actors and stuff like that um it was like it was all right but that's what i thought of the fucking quote-unquote movie of the year i hope i'm wrong on that i hope it did not win movie of the year no offense but if it did whatever maybe i'm missing something and last but not least fruitvale station fruitvale station is an older movie it's available on Netflix If you guys want to check it out uh, I had not seen it But something that I, that I do regularly Is watch a lot of interviews I listen to a shitload of podcasts I watch a lot of podcasts online I watch other interviews Like on The Breakfast Club Or uh, Swayze Universe Or Or Rap Radar you know, Just interviews in general I like them Forbes interviews Interviews by Different uh, colleges or universities I'm. It's something that I'm into. Clearly, I do a podcast, so I like this type of shit. And but I, I, I fall into like a like if I find someone that I like in one interview, like I start like I fall into like this YouTube wormhole of watching like a whole bunch of their interviews and a whole bunch, you know, of their appearances. Like I did that the other day with a uh, Nipsey Hussle, which I've heard the name, but I didn't know his music. I didn't know like anything about him. He was on The Breakfast Club, and I was like, yo, this is, like, a hood, hood, like, blood, gang-affiliated dude that is, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought, is, like, super smart and cunning and calculated and forward-thinking and business-oriented and knowledgeable fucking dude. And I really liked his his... I don't know, his, for lack of a better word, like his essence, like in interviews. And I, I looked up some of his music. His music is dope. And it's, it's I don't know, it's cool. I, li- I like doing shit like that because I feel like I had like found something, you know, like found something new. That, which is new to me, but it's kind of like, a, oh shit, you know, like something dope. And anyway, I saw when, you know, with all the the promo for... For uh, Black Panther Like uh, Michael B. Jordan was You know making his rounds and shit like that And I caught a few of his interviews And um, like a comment through line that I, that I saw was people Kept referencing Fruitvale Station And um, I had never seen it And from what I could pick up from The sides of them mentioning it Was that it was like some sort of like cult classic So I looked it up It was on Netflix It was about uh, shootings um, I'm sorry, a uh, a police shooting of of an innocent, unarmed person, and it sounded like an interesting watch, and I gave it a whirl, and I was not disappointed. It was it was dope. It was a really good movie. Um, I wanted to see also. I knew I was going to watch um, Black Panther at that point. I hadn't yet, but I was planning to. And I have seen Creed, obviously, and I wanted to see like that progression of ryan coogler as a director going from like a small budget movie to a mid-budget movie to a blockbuster huge budget movie and to see like what he did with that with that like arc and um so i watched it and i was not disappointed at all it's a really good movie that chronicles the life of this kid that is trying to get his life together he's a bit of a fuck-up but a fuck-up that's like finding his way and that's relied upon by a bunch of people like his his daughter um his his girlfriend his uh i believe single mother um his sister and he has all these people around him that kind of like rely on him and but he's like not stepping up to the plate in terms of providing for them but they're not doing so much better either, you know, they, they, like, his sister's working in a fast food place, and she's, like, calling him up to borrow 300 bucks to pay the rent, and his rent is also, like, due, and he was, like, selling a little weed on the side, Um, but he, he lost his job for being late all the time, and he wanted to, like, stop selling weed, and he threw away all his weed, and He's trying to do better, because his girl's, like, pushing him to do better, and, uh, his girl works, like, at some supermarket-type place, and, um, he definitely doesn't seem to have, like, an easy go of it in his young life, and just when you feel that his, his, you know, he, he was in jail for, um, uh, I think, selling weed, um... And he's a young dude, you know, he uh, wants to go out and have fun with his friends, but at the same time, you know, transition from this, this poor fucked up existence where he doesn't feel like he's getting anywhere, like he's doing anything with his life to a place where he can feel like he is doing something and is getting somewhere with his life. He just doesn't seem to know how to go about it yet. And he's like on the precipice of it. And long story short, he winds up getting into a fight over an old beef, like, on the subway. And uh, this is based on a true story, by the way. This movie, which is also a cool aspect to it. um, And then uh, he gets pulled off the train. Him and a, and a bunch of his friends uh, by the cops. And... He's at the point, like, in this movie where, again, he's, like, at, you feel like he's on the cusp of, like, getting his shit together and doing something with with his life. And then this incident happens, and he's, he, the movie shows elements of him having a very bad temper um, uh, throughout the movie, and he was trying to, like, keep calm and keep things under control, but, like... With attitude, telling the officer, you know, we didn't do anything, Uh, you know, why don't you let us leave, you can't can't hold us here, you know, like that type of shit. Uh, And then, sadly, uh, one of the trigger-happy cops, um, quote-unquote, accidentally, it looked accidental in the movie, but who knows, in real life, shot him in the back while he was cuffed, and he wound up dying in the hospital. Which is fucking sad Super sad story A small positive Followed by A negative Was that The cops were That were responsible um, That night that were there The guy that pulled the trigger The other cop that was was with them uh, I think they both lost their jobs The one that shot him Actually went to jail But he got like a Two year sentence And was let out in like nine months For good behavior some shit like that so it was like oh yes they're actually holding him accountable for what happened and this happened back in 2009 if i'm not mistaken the real you know the real incident 2009 maybe 2003 i can't remember exactly but um and then you know it's like they hold them hold accountable for real and then uh, but he just goes to jail for nine months For killing someone And shooting them in the back It's fucking sad man And shit like that happens all the time We gotta do something about these fucking guns Yo I know I'm from New York I'm considered a, a, a lefty liberal Or whatever And it's definitely not about you know, Taking away people's rights or guns But there's And it, I think it has to do more with mental health than, than anything else. But the availability of guns is absolutely a very large chunk of the the equation. We've had over thirty, upwards of thirty mass shootings in 2018 to date, and it's March. It's the beginning of March. Upwards of thirty, three zero. With one of the latest in Florida in Parkland the like students uh, like took to the streets and went to washington and are uh being very vocal with trying to push change and that's very admirable a lot of the opposition that they get is that they shouldn't be or just people in general like pundits uh in general and Uh, Republicans say to Democrats that they shouldn't use uh, this incident, this mass shooting, um, they shouldn't politicize it for political gain. And I say to that, yes, you absolutely fucking should, because it is a political issue. It is a resistance in the form of politics that is in the way of stricter gun control and it's absolutely not about you know I'm definitely not on the side of why do you need so many guns why do you know have whatever the fuck you can you want to have but the people that are qualified to have whatever the fuck they want to have should have whatever the fuck they want to have that said you the common sense uh gun control initiatives that are being pushed mainly by the left are, just seem to me common sense i know i'm biased but it just seems to me like the right a step in the right direction you know it's not it's not a panacea it's not going to solve the issue you know it is mainly uh uh a mental health uh related issue which is a whole nother can of worms but it is a step in the right direction in terms of putting in things in place in terms of uh, mandatory wait period of what is, I think it's three days or something like that before you purchase a weapon, um, you know, competency exams, background checks, checks into a person's, you know, personal mental health, do fucking eye exa- You got to do an eye exam to get a fucking driver's license, right? You know, sh- shit like that. Just something in that direction. And the only reason that Opposers say, you know, this is not the time to politicize a mass shooting or whatever uh, for political gain. It's because they don't want to take steps in that direction. And it may be coming. It may be coming from a noble place of um, protecting the rights of my citizens. And one of the rights is to bear arms and they're strict constitutionalists. And anything that erodes that right. They feel is a slippery slope that can lead to taking all my guns away. It's like, I can respect the sticking to your guns to a certain point, pun unintended, but everything has a point of diminishing returns. And when lives are being lost at this rate, at this alarming rate, 30 plus mass shootings in less than three months, something has to change. I don't think that people should lose their lives for the inability of a culture to compromise. That's it, folks. That's all I got for you. This episode of the Spun Today podcast is a wrap. Please stick around, listen to some tunes in the background, and find out on some really cool ways you can help support the Spun Today podcast. Peace. Dejo huellas en mi corazón Y a que todo parece normal Sigues mintiéndole al corazón Y por eso ponle mucha atención Dame un beso y no vuelvas más Y a que todo parece normal Sigue tu propio camino. Cuidado, vas a ver que no se juega con vida pena mujer. Cuidado, puede ser que por las noches sueñes conmigo, llevo tres días sin dormir, hago de todo. Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes and I cherry-picked the best ones, and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. you receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week, so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address, and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five-question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntraycom forward slash questionnaire, and what it is is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my Affiliate Links banner. So the way that works is you go to Sponsor forward slash Affiliate Links or just click on the Affiliate Links tab at the top center of the page and there you will see a banner for amazon you literally just click on that and it takes you to amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do it does not cost you anything extra but amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website so that would be a big help it literally costs you nothing extra financially just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your amazon shopping The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Today Viral Style Store. Now, the Viral Style Store is a store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no i'm no ralph Lauren or you know whoever designs gucci stuff <laughs> but i did create the design of those shirts myself i have a couple t-shirts on there one that says for example right need every day which is a play off of snoop dre and nate dogs Smoke weed every day. So it's right knee every day. With like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt. And uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the Viral Style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now Patreon is pretty cool. And there's a little... Um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Spun Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month so if you donate a dollar to it it'll be two dollars a month basically and you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis there are zero fees you can cancel at any time no hassle no bullshit and it's uh it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated and also it's not just like a for example uh a paypal donation which is just that but through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So, if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier 1 supporter. If you donate $3 per episode, you are a second tier supporter, etc., etc. And it goes up to four tiers. And each tier gets different things, like... Uh, Tier one gets a free spun today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh, gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash spun today Another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps. Please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends and family and tell them, you oh, know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spuntoday. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube, as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks. So check that out. You can also support by checking out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way. It's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntrecom forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo in an ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Sponsored Day listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsored.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page, and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode, and as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.